ever looked around and thought this was not the plan? Too often us new mums feel isolated, overwhelmed and if there was a plan it's long gone. The Babes Project supports women and new mums through every kind of crisis. This podcast shares those stories, shoots down the motherhood myths and helps build up new mums to thrive. Because when mama life isn't going to plan, we all need to know we're not alone. Do you know a new mum or someone who's about to pee? Are you pregnant yourself? The Babes Project's Mama Life Journal is a gorgeous way to get prepared and inspired for the motherhood journey. Help a special mum to record important moments and make big plans for their baby. Every page is thoughtfully designed and the content has already helped hundreds of mums in our perinatal program to get ready for the arrival of their baby. With prompts to start designing your own family values and traditions, to grow your self-worth and self-care and practice proactive parenting, the Mama Life Journal has engaging support for every new mum. Every purchase helps the Babes Project to provide more support to more women throughout pregnancy and early parenting right across Australia. Head to thebabesproject.com forward slash shop to purchase your copy or a copy for a friend today. Welcome to Not The Plan. Today we're talking about supported and educated births. I'm Holly and I'm here with Helen. Hi, how are you going? (laughs) Good, how are you? I am great. We're super excited today. We've got Beck with us. Um, Beck actually started Oh, very early days of babes with me. I think um, I'd been on my own doing, oh, I don't even know what, for nine months uh, in 2008 to nine. And then I met Beck when I did a, a speaking engagement um, along that time and she sort of said she was interested in helping and uh, somehow I dragged her in <laughs> and now she does a lot more than helping. So, Beck, um, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> we are super excited to hear from you today. You've obviously been with Babes for 10 years now. Can you tell us a little bit um, about how you realised that women needed more, they needed to be more supported and educated um, around the perinatal space and, and why you put your hand up to be involved? Yeah, I can. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, I think as a society, we've really found ourselves in this interesting space where um, it seems that we're more connected than ever before. So, you know, with social media, you can be in contact with people that you might not otherwise see for years. And even if you think before our current situation with this COVID pandemic, you could jump on a plane and be anywhere in the world really quickly. And so um, it seems like we're quite connected. And yet at the same time, we find ourselves in this interesting space where we've got what is being now termed as the loneliness epidemic. Mm. So um, even a recent study in 2018 showed that in Australia, one in four people claim to regularly feel lonely and 30% of people don't feel that they are part of a group of friends. So we've got this really interesting space where on one hand we're seeming really connected and yet on the other hand it seems that we're quite disconnected and we don't have those um, quality supportive relationships that it maybe feels like we should have. Mm. And so that's really significant. And then when you add on top of that complex circumstances like maybe family violence or homelessness or experiences of trauma, 
you really start to get this picture that we're just not as connected and supported as we seem. And so even for people who aren't facing difficulty, maybe those connections just aren't as deep or aren't as stable as we hope they would. And so when we find ourselves in situations where we need some more support and some genuine support, we don't know where to turn. And that's what we see a lot of at the Babes Project. Um, we see that women are overwhelmed and we're confused by such an overload of information. It's a bit similar when it comes to education that we've got all this information available to us and yet there's so much that it's actually overwhelming and it's hard to just determine what is somebody's opinion or somebody's personal experience versus what is good and solid and quality information. Mm. And so when we need help or we need information, we actually don't know where to turn and we need someone to help us navigate through that overload and we need quality support and someone who's committed to us and working with us for our best. Mm. And so when I came across the Babes Project, yeah, a bit over 10 years ago now, I guess, mm. um, it was at a time when I knew someone personally who just found out she was unexpectedly pregnant. And so through the process of supporting her, I really saw how when circumstances aren't ideal, navigating pregnancy can actually be really challenging. And everyone has a right to feel supported and to be um, educated and to access the information that they need. And so it highlighted to me that maybe there were some barriers in our society that meant that as women we weren't able to access these things and maybe that wasn't being addressed. Mm. I remember hearing a story a lot of times about when you first started at the Babes Project, Beck, and um, I don't know if this is correct, but the story that I've heard is um, you you learned about the Babes Project through a speaking engagement that Helen was doing and you went up to her and said, I I don't know what I can do, but I've got a computer. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, it's kind of how it happened. What did so. you start doing, like when you had that computer and you started helping and becoming part of the Babes Project and you know, to what it is today. What did you do with that computer in your kitchen or in your <laughs> house? Yeah, I actually remember we, we had a small house and it was set up in the little corner of my bedroom. And, yeah, I remember saying to Helen, look, you know, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mum, two little kids under school age. I don't know what I can do, but, yes, I do have a computer and so maybe I can do some research or something. Um, and when I started to research, I guess some of the, you know, I've had this one personal experience that I knew of and then I started to research some of the um, challenges that women face and realising that there were these common threads and, and realising that um, maybe when women are pregnant it's not always the pregnancy that's the issue and I think you touched on this in a, um, a previous podcast as well sometimes the pregnancy can highlight the other mm. issues that are happening or, or compound them and make them more complex and so um, when I started reading some of the information to research you know how to even begin um, an organization and, and register and all of those sorts of things um, it grabbed something in me mm. and I thought oh I can't just research this I need to actually do something more about this and so yeah that was I guess the real beginning for me um it was maybe what Helen like one day a fortnight <laughs> we started off around our kitchen tables and lots and lots of research we knew um from the very beginning we didn't want to just flippantly start something it had to be something that was um well thought out and really mm. solid I think actually from memory uh 
the research actually quickly turned into, Bet, can you help me write a constitution? And uh, so we we looked up online uh, the model rules that we had to submit and we worked on it a bit and got some help and then we posted it in. I think it's one of our earliest photos of you putting it in the letterbox. (laughs) And we thought, you know, this is going to come through with a few amendments and it didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, and yeah, I think it was really surprising. You know, it's the the power of women when they work together. I guess we we had even been told by a few people. You know, you, you'll need um, these services to be able to do this. You won't be able to do this on your own. And uh, it was pretty um, encouraging when, in fact, we could do this on uh-huh. our own. Um, we put a lot of time and work into it, um, and yeah, it was pretty rewarding. I feel like there's another podcast in that. <laughs> like, I bet there is. How many people have t- told us we couldn't do something? And uh, as a big bunch of women now, we have actually achieved quite a lot. And doing more than one day a fortnight. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. So you have actually worked with a lot of women over the time. We, um, I guess, from 2009 to 2012, we kept researching and working out what on earth we were doing. But then from 2012, we opened our first centre. We were very um, involved in that and you started working with women. How do you feel you've seen education and support make a real difference in the lives of women as they prepare for birth and parenting? Yeah, I think that's one of the one of my most favorite things about the Babes project is watching the transformation um, of women who when they first come into um, the Babes project there's a bit of um, maybe lack of confidence in themselves, you know, there there often is that sense of crisis and and circumstances and they don't know what they're doing or think they don't know what they're doing and it's actually really a lack of confidence um, in their own ability and maybe a lack of information and skill as well. So watching someone transition from that space and really not being sure that she can do it into someone who is confident and informed and um, doesn't necessarily know everything but knows how to access what she needs and to engage help when needed and support and education are really the methods through which that transition happens. Mm. So um, education is vital. You know, when we don't understand something or we don't uh, have the information we need, it limits our options. We don't mm. know what our choices are. Um, we don't know what to do in certain situations. Um, and so I've seen women at the base project really feel empowered because now they understand what to expect in labour. They understand maybe the stages of labour or the options they have for pain relief and the effects that it can have. And so when we feel equipped like that and we understand something in its purpose, it's suddenly not so scary anymore Mm. and we feel like we can face that situation. And um, it's a bit the same with parenting, you know, at the Base Project we don't only focus on birth. It is a holistic picture. So we look at um, the parenting space as well because that's what happens straight after birth. Mm. And so having that information, that education, removes some of that anxiety around what to expect in labour and birth and also what to expect in the days afterwards. And then um, when you have that information, you can really be intentional in planning um, what you hope for those things to be and hold that flexibility as well if it's not as perfect as you hope. Mm. And then I think when you look at support, you know, the very essence of support is it's not about doing everything for someone. It's about that sort of um, that scaffolding and putting around some of the um, 
the resources and the, again the education and um, the uh, the emotional support and physical support maybe sometimes that someone needs to find a bit of stability mm-hmm. and to find their own strength to do something. And so when we're becoming parents, whether it's for the first time or the fifth time, we all need that sort of support in mm. place. And and many women feel, you know, we feel that we don't have that quality support, like I was, I was talking about earlier. And so um, at the Babes Project, it's quite holistic support. We provide some of that structure and resource and the safe relationship for women to grow in their confidence in their own ability and being a great mother. Mm. And so support during labour specifically, it looks like more than just cheering someone on or just being there to see the birth. Hmm. It actually involves advocacy and it involves yep. emotional support and that physical assistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very, very beautiful moment to be in, but it's not easy. <laughs> and you've seen some of those stories. Yeah. So I've seen women go from fearing this time to embracing it and at the same time finding themselves in that process. Women not only becoming confident mothers but becoming confident in themselves and, um, you know, for labour especially, evidence backs this up that when a woman has consistent um, support that's focused on her in her labour separate to her medical support, um, they're more likely to have lower intervention, shorter births uh, Mm. with less complications Mm. and better outcomes for their babies. Mm. So you talked about the scaffolding and it takes more than just, I guess, cheering people on. You've actually been quite instrumental in developing the BABES programs. Like instead of just saying, oh, we're going to support women and we're just going to be here Mm. and I guess love them through everything. Well, yeah, we've got an actual program that we deliver face-to-face with women through our pregnancy support workers in all of our centres, which has Mm. largely been developed by you. What was the, yeah, what was the drive, <laughs> I guess, behind that? And and how is it unique? You said you did a lot of research. Um, so I guess part of that research was understanding the, the role that babes played in Australia. So how is that work that you've done, that program that you've created um, with the team, how is it unique to anything else available in Australia? Yeah, look, it's definitely been a team effort. Um, we've had some beautiful um help in pulling this together from a lot of different uh, people who've either either come through our team or have um, been external to our team and helped us out with that. Um, But right from the beginning of the BAPES project, we felt very, very strongly that if we were going to do something, it had to be strong and it had to Mm. be solid. And so it was never just about helping people or cuddling babies or Mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, jump in and pull people out of their circumstances. We knew that what we were offering needed to be high quality. It needed to not only meet a need, but it also needed to be professional. We wanted to uh, really make a difference in this space for many women, not just a few. Mm. Um, And it needed to, you know, if we were saying that we support women, but we don't have the structure in place to navigate the complex issues that women are facing, then we're not really helping. Mm. And in fact, we, um, we risk causing damage and potentially even compounding trauma. So, yeah, it was never enough just to say we walk alongside women or to give someone a pack of nappies and a cot and sort of send them on their way. If we say we're here to support women, we must offer something that's solid Mm -hmm. and that actually addresses her circumstances. Mm. 
And so our perinatal support program was developed, yeah, with a lot of research Mm. (laughs) over a number of years. It's not only research in the pregnancy space, it's research in um, how people learn and how people learn when they come from maybe different and challenging circumstances. It has an amazing education component, but it's not only that, there are other parts to it as well that really help address some of the um, needs that we face as women in the pregnancy and parenting space. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I really love about it is that it operates within a trauma-informed therapeutic model of care. So it's never just about um, the team at the Babes Project delivering information and telling women something. Um, it's, It's delivered very, very differently to that and it's about how it's delivered that really matters. So it's quality information that's delivered in um, a relationship context that is uh, it, it gets alongside women and shows them what to do. It doesn't just speak at women mm-hmm. and tell them what to do. So good. Mm. So good, yeah, so good. With some of the women that you've supported specifically during childbirth, do you have any stories or um, things that you'd like to share about any of those circumstances? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you ask Uh, someone who's a parent about some of the most significant moments in their life, uh, it usually includes the birth of their baby. And so it was quite surprising for me when I found out that there were women in Australia today Mm. who don't have anyone um, to support them through that moment. Mm. And it still happens, right? <laughs> it, it still happens, yeah, today. So mm. that that was really surprising for me, and um, that was the situation for Abby. So Abby had come to the Babes Project um, and had quite significant trauma in her childhood, but also had really complex circumstances around her pregnancy and her relationship. Um, at the time and so as she was preparing to give birth she really uh, didn't have anyone around her so not only was she feeling the absence of any sort of um, not just maternal presence but any sort of figure in her life who could really provide guidance through that time she actually had uh, no one to walk with her through that moment she didn't mm. know a lot about um, childbirth at all or what to expect and so as she was approaching her due date Um, in addition to the circumstances she was facing, there was really a lot of anxiety um, around how she was going to get through this moment of birth Mm. before even thinking about parenting her baby. And so um, Helen was there with me Mm. in that birth and uh, we spent significant time beforehand building relationship with Abby and really um, it really equipped us so that when we went into that labour room, we knew specifically how she would feel supported. So it wasn't just about us saying, well, this is what you need. Mm. It was about knowing how she would best feel supported in those moments. And so we knew things that were really specific to her that the midwives didn't need to know so that they could get on with their job and do what they needed to do medically um, to look after her and her baby. But, yeah, do you remember some of those? I do, I do. And actually, interestingly for her, she was quite educated. And so when she was quite anxious around um, what would happen and birth and parenting, she would really latch on to the education component of what we did. Um, But when sort of labour hit, there was all this emotion and this it, it sort of used up a lot of her resource, her emotional mm. resource. She 
and and she was flawed. She didn't know how to respond. She was, yeah. you know, a bit of a puddle on the floor and really relied on, I guess she knew that she'd gone through the education she knew what she had to do but she actually needed someone to help her off the floor. She had yeah. needed someone to remind her of what she'd learned. Mm. And I guess that's the that's sort of when you and I started talking because, you know, you're in the, in the hospital overnight and I think, Holly, you and I have been through this as well and, and you've got many hours to kill yeah. <laughs> and they will sort of sleep on and off and we get talking about how can we do this better and what are we seeing and observing and how can we, you know, actually meet needs in a more holistic way. So yeah. I definitely remember her birth um, and how you and I really really taught us a lot um but yeah definitely seeing that having the extra support there for her was was crucial because it wasn't just about education yeah, yeah yeah and so yeah and I think you know we saw things in that labor that we've seen uh as common threads in other labors as well so really that you know, we can go into labour quite idealistically thinking, well, this is the kind of labour I want to have and, you know, I don't I don't want to use pain relief or I don't want to do this or do that or I want it to be like this and yet we can get into those moments and, yeah, when that challenge hits and when, I mean, it's called labour, <laughs> those things go out the window and, and it can... Um, really produce that sense of failure in us if we don't have people to put that into context yeah. for us. Um, and I think for me um, what really stood out about support for Abby in particular was um, her labour actually ended up taking a bit of an unexpected turn and she needed us to help her navigate quite a different birth to the one that she expected. And that's what I love about the Babes Project because because we um, work with women up to a year after their baby's born, we could help her navigate some of the challenge around mm. those circumstances mm. of her birth as well. So it's really not just about that moment. So much can happen after that moment and that that's when support really came into its own for her as well. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think what was interesting about um, her birth as well is we sort of, you know how you're just really tempted to to go into this one size fits all thing, especially mm. when you're developing programs and things. So we were like, oh yeah, okay, this is they're all going to look like this, but we yeah. all know that no <laughs> two births are the same. And um, you know, we were chatting recently about you know another birth that you were a part of, um, and you worked with this woman quite significantly. And I guess you know the temptation is to think that it's going to be simpler, yeah. but it, mm. it wasn't, was it? Look, one of the, I think one of the other women that that comes to mind for me in thinking about this was actually a very different birth. Um, this this young woman Leah had come from really different circumstances, and she actually had a lot of people around her. So she had um, friends and family, um, but these relationships weren't really offering the level of support that she needed. And actually, it was often her that was providing the support in those relationships, mm. um, and she wasn't really receiving much in return. Um, so it was probably a bit of a surprise for us when we found out that she felt like she needed some support. 
in labor. Um, she was a really smart, friendly young woman, but really lacked confidence in her own ability. And I remember through working with her, she, you know, I lo- I would lose count of how many times she would apologize, you know, even just going through the education and talking about what to expect in birth, um, really lacked confidence in herself. And had heard way too many birth stories, and that was the problem oh, no. with education. <laughs> that can be the worst. <laughs> yeah, and you know, everyone likes to tell the, the shocking, maybe not so great birth stories, and so that's all she knew about mm. birth. So she really needed um, labor education that would provide the information that could help her sort out her thoughts around labor and build a bit of um, some realistic expectations about what labor might be like for her. Rather than like her friends or other people's dramatized versions of their own labor, which is often how people <laughs> yeah, tell their right. tales. They tell the most dr- dramatic pieces. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, please stop doing that for women that are pregnant. It's hard to work through that information when you're about to face those circumstances yourself. So, yeah, we did labour education with her and she – it was really beautiful to see her understand things like the function of pain in labour and what your body needed to do to give birth so that it wasn't just – scary anymore there was actually a purpose to it Mm -hmm. and understanding that was really empowering for her um and then support for her really involved the security of knowing that someone would be there specifically for her and focused on um what her needs were in Mm -hmm. labor and birth and um and again through that lack of confidence she she really needed someone to reflect back to her what she knew and that she could do it um, and she just thrived on that in labour. It was uh, she was really able to relax into the process of labour and allow her body to just take over um, because she wasn't scared about what was happening anymore. She had that mm. information mm. that meant she knew what was going on. And so, yeah, I think her birth was probably the most instinctual birth that I've been in. It was quite um, it was quite different to anything else. And yeah, it, it just goes back to that. Not there's no one size that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, probably the other uh, story that really highlights education was someone who didn't need support in labour at all. She uh, was really well supported by her family and her partner but had a lot of, uh, she had some mental health challenges and definitely a lot of anxiety around the impending birth. And again, mm. lots of stories and that <laughs> was the bulk of her um, education. So we really spent time talking about what the signs of labour are and what the stages of labour are and the different, um, I guess, yeah, phases and stages that your body goes through um, and how that she could manage some of that and manage pain and things like that. Um, and she really felt that she let us know that she felt that that information had helped reduce her anxiety going Mm. into birth Mm. um and we got to talk with her after the birth of her beautiful baby and she was sitting there you know holding her um little bub in her arms and we were talking about labor and she said oh I got to that bit where (laughs) I just thought I just I cannot do this anymore I just want to go home and she said I stopped and I remembered you talking about this and that it's called transition and that I would meet my baby soon. And yes. then I knew that I could do it and I did. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, that's exactly what the value of education is. It's not, you know, what you're going through isn't unknown anymore. It's not scary. You can actually think back, even, you know, have your support person reflect back to you 
remember like this is where you are this is what's happening yeah so the base project is a really good space for that and we've got another option I guess for people to um, learn about birth Uh, Holly you Mm. were involved in been involved in developing that as well yep so the exciting news is we are launching an e-course that covers all the things that we're talking about today. So really uh, looks at birth education. Uh, It opens up what we do at the Babes Project to people everywhere. So, you know, I think we've lost count of how many people have said, oh, why wasn't this around? Or why didn't I know about this when I had my baby? Um, And, you know, the the Babes Project works with so many women, but we're not currently working with every woman in Australia. Yeah. Um, and things like the e-course really opens it up for people. Um, you know, maybe you want to do birth education in the privacy of your own home, or maybe like you touched on, you've had birth education in the hospital, but we know um, that repetition and uh, hearing information more than once um, and working through that information even with somebody else really helps to consolidate it and it means that when we're in those moments, you're in that moment of transition and Mm. it's challenging that you can recall um, some of that information. Mm. So I think that's um, that's pretty exciting. Obviously, people that are getting education through their hospitals is awesome and amazing when that's not possible um there needs to be another option other than just a google search because (laughs) (laughs) so many things can come up on there part of our perinatal support program when we deliver face-to-face is this labor education piece that we've been talking about today and that's what we've created to be able to be delivered online through our e-course so people can access it from wherever they are. We've got clients um, through our national service that we support remotely um, and they'll be able to access this e-course through our program. And it's another way, as you say, that we can Mm. repeat the information that they're already getting from their pregnancy support worker, but to be able to sit with the information, work through it at their own pace and really learn, okay, what's going to happen during my labour in my body um, in the way that Babes does it in that therapeutic um, Mm. model um, and in that repetition and very clear way that we've mm-hmm. put this out, I think it's going to be amazing, not only for women who we support remotely through our national service or women that can't access support during, through their hospitals, but any woman who's pregnant Yeah, because it's the not country. actually just for women who, I guess, are feeling a sense of crisis or anything, is it? That's yeah. right. That's right. So it's, it's developed um, for anyone to access, anyone through the Base Project program specifically, but then on top of that, anyone who's pregnant in Australia, really the world, <laughs> would have the option to access this, especially at the moment. The reason we kind of went down the path to develop this was highlighted with, with this pandemic, their hospitals actually stopped delivering labour education classes because they weren't allowed to have that many people groups, and they weren't allowed to have groups and so it became more difficult for some women to access education and so I think at the moment it's going to be specifically helpful for a lot of women to be able to access the education yeah. that they need. Yeah and I think you know we've obviously worked for a long time with with a lot of women and that's a lot of referrals and we'd often be seeing you know notes on the referral form that women needed and from hospitals yeah, that from women hospitals. needed uh something a little bit more personal or they were full their classes were full and then there's this other I guess 
thing that we want to include is, you know, if you do have a partner, mm. uh, he can actually do this in your own home at your own time instead of, you know, potentially him needing pet time off work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of new avenues that we can go down. Or Absolutely. even your mum or, you know, your sister, mm. it might not be, um, you know, it, it, your partner might not look like something in particular, but when you're trying to fit in around different people's work schedules and, you know, yeah, hospital classes aren't always that accessible and mm. so you can do this at your own pace. Yeah. Um, you can do it together and you can maybe include people that wouldn't otherwise be included in that process. And so this course, um, we've said that it's we, we will be using it for some of our women um, but that it's also available to everyone. How yep. is that going to work, Hold. So for the people that are in our program that the Babes Project directly supports through our pregnancy support workers, they will be able to access this program for free. Um, and then on top of that, anyone that doesn't need the Babes Project full program but would still like that more one-on-one um, education, they'll be able to pay um, to do the course and that money will go towards directly supporting the women that are in our full program. So it's very Um, um, exciting for us to be able to do that. One of my favourite things about this course particularly is that we've created a way in which as you go through the course, you will be able to complete some activities that at the end of the course will then help you to fill out a birth preferences. We don't call it a birth plan because we know that (laughs) some things can change. Not the plan. Not the plan. But birth preferences that you'll then be able to create this document to give to your support people or your midwives at the hospital to say, here is what I've thought about and here are some things that I would really prefer in hospital really Mm. prefer to happen Um, and it's really clearly laid out and you've got all the control to put in what you want and what you don't want and your preferences so I'm really excited about that because it can give you that confidence to go into your labour knowing um, what you prefer and knowing that you've communicated well with those people that are around you supporting you um, what you'd like as well. Mm. So it's pretty feel good it's like you can get your the I guess the education that you need share that with the people that are going Uh to be with you um, but also know that you're contributing to actually helping vulnerable women get that that education as well which is pretty cool. Absolutely and you'll be able to see our very experienced Beck deliver some of that education (laughs) too if you sign up. Uh, So Beck final words what are your top three tips for mums who want to be as prepared uh, for bub as possible. Yeah. it's Look, I think my first tip would be exactly what we're talking about, like educate yourself, but be wise about how you do that. So choose sources that are reputable. Um, anyone on the internet can claim to be an expert and lots of people have opinions. So really be wise, uh, wise about what you pay attention to and, yeah, that that uh, e-course is a great option for that in terms of labour, obviously. Um, I think, secondly, take time during pregnancy if you're preparing for bub to not just plan for the birth and the practical requirements of taking care of a baby, but actually think about the kind of um, environment that you want for your baby, the kind of family you want to have, the relationship you want to have with your baby. Um, And, you know, we often don't stop to think about that, but it's just as important. Mm. Um, And so, you know, things like what values are important to you, how will you respond to challenges as a parent, 
Um, what traditions do you want to create in your family? And if you're not sure where to start with this, the Base Project has a great resource called the Mama Life <laughs> Journal that's available on our website and that can help guide you through some of that. So that would be my second one. Um, and, look, I think thirdly it sort of touches on what uh, Holly was saying with the, the birth preferences or birth plan. Spend some time preparing yourself to just go with the flow. Um, you can do all the preparation in the world, read all the books, devour all the websites and you will still come up against something that you didn't expect so um, as mums you know sometimes we just have to prepare ourselves um, for this by letting it be what it is and can, can I just add a fourth <laughs> of course <laughs> um, I think you know have a plan for the challenging days too it can be really simple but maybe write it down and if a few things I think something we talk about often with women some things that can be really helpful to have on that it might just be three things get outside for five minutes every day maybe the phone number of a friend that you can call when it feels too overwhelming and maybe just noting something that you're proud of yourself for or maybe a um inspiring quote or something because you know it sounds so small but sometimes those simple reminders can be the difference when days are a little bit challenging um and there's so much support out there so make sure that you access it and make really good use of it when you need to Absolutely. Thanks, Beck. Thanks for coming and chatting with us today. My pleasure. Well, next episode, we're not sure which one it's going to be, but we will probably be talking a bit around hospital and what that can uh, look like and what to expect while in hospital with one of our midwives. Um, so stay tuned for the next episode of Not The Plan. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Well, that wasn't perfect, but as you probably noticed, we're not about being perfect. Not The Plan is created by The Babes Project, an Australian not-for-profit offering perinatal support to new mums doing it tough and empowering all mothers to thrive. You can share your story or get in touch. Just check out The Babes Project on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook or email notthepland at thebabesproject.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you.